0: Good morning, everyone. I'm Tammy, Composio over I uh, came to OA um, l- uh, after Thanksgiving 2009. Um, it was um, after my um, second daughter's birthday. Uh, I threw a birthday party for my daughter that uh, um, I prefer- preferred like a month before uh, with uh, baking and cooking cupcakes and cakes and ice cream cakes all by myself and then um, during her birthday i think i i have no memory of it but i think i ate most of it (laughs) so uh, the next day i had to go and see a doctor because i had to uh, someone had to pull me out of bed because i was like nauseous and uh, almost unconscious Uh, i i was like almost Fainting because of the sugar overload, I, I, uh, I um, felt, and the doctor put me on a diet, a very strict diet, uh, basically vegetables and uh, protein, and I couldn't keep it even for one day. Um, a week later, I told him, I, I, am, I am addicted to food, and this has uh, led me to find OA and come to OA. The first meeting I uh, discovered that I can go to was very close to my house. And uh, I figured out that it's a podcast. So I, the selfish me thought that here I'm going to a meeting and they're all going to record me. I didn't understand that it's just a podcast. So I thought that if I'm not skinny enough, I shouldn't go to a meeting, wait until I lose all the weight, and then I go to a meeting. This Mm -hmm. is my head and um, when I came to program I was skinnier than I am today on the scale because I was uh, binging and then I used to <coughs> starve myself and use laxative to lose the weight and I'm not even I don't even want to talk about the hours I spent in the gym it was three to four hours every day belly dancing uh, kickboxing crazy cardio and uh, God knows how much I walked so Thank God for OA. I'm not doing all of these crazy behaviors today. The last time I craved the laxity was actually very interesting. I went to a store and I saw the brand that I used to use. And then an OA friend called me. She's like, what are you doing today? <laughs> and I looked at it and I said, you know, I was just looking at the laxity. It's on sale. And she said, go out of there. <laughs> Of course it's on it can kill you.
1: <laughs>
0: so um, this was the last experience I had. And when I came to OA, I had the gift of desperation. I was so desperate because the yo-yo dieting started since I was very young. Uh, my family, uh, my mom was normal weight all the time. She actually used to eat very no- She was a very normal eater. But my dad was obese and I didn't realize that until I came to OA because I really loved him. He used to uh, drink a lot alcohol and smoke like two to three packages a day. And um, I loved him because he was so calm to me and so nice, you know. He was using. And my mom was the crazy one, you know. She was always like... Um, she was she was untreated, unknown, but really psycho because... She couldn't see anything good in anything. She always pointed. She could see all the negativity in everyone. And and I have it in me too today. You know, if I'm not careful, I can be there. And this program, this beautiful program, taught me to focus on the positive and see the good in other people. Because my default is not to be nice. My default is to be uh, mean. Like, I have... If I'm not careful, if I don't work the program, I go, my mom's voice is up here. And I hear it because when something doesn't work, I punish myself right away. And I hear the voice saying, you are stupid, you are stupid. And I have to be really careful not to say it to my girls. I have two girls, one 16 and one 12. And... Um, as my dear friend said to me eight years ago when I came to program, you're so lucky that your kids are young and you're in program because I cannot imagine the damage that I could cause just with the talk, the way I talk to my kids, you know. It was cruel, it was mean. Even though I didn't mean to harm them, I could harm them just by my wording. And by the way my energy and my presence, you know, it makes a big difference. And kids are very intuitive and very smart. I, I Maybe I thought that I'm a very kind and good mother because I gave them what they need. But if I didn't treat myself through this program, my kids will be, like, damaged. Because they could feel, when I binged and I was crazy, when I I used to shout. Every time I binged, I used to shout afterwards. Like this little kid will come up and say, it's... this is just a low voice of what I used to do. You don't want to hear the louder voice, okay? I'm even scared to remember what I used to yell and what, how it used to be. And, this is the gift of desperation. I was so desperate because I had two little kids, and I didn't want them to go through what I went through. So, came to program December. In December, I went to Las Vegas with my beloved family members, my husband, beloved family members, and I noticed the behavior. I was already a few weeks in program, didn't have a, a, a sponsor yet, but I have great friends that out, they were in program. And I didn't know they were in program. And I had amazing women that I met here, and one of them kept in touch with me every day. So when I looked at her, she looked like my family. She had the accent. I'm originally, I was born in Iran and raised in Israel. She looked like my aunt. And I didn't like her. (laughs) She was pushy and noby. But you go everywhere, so I'm in Vegas, and my fam, my husband's family, all eating from 9 a.m. in the buffet until 12, and I'm sitting there, and I'm in program, and they told me to have only one plate. So most of the time, I was um, sitting in the buffet on the floor in a corner with the phone, with my friend from OA that looks like my aunt and I didn't like her and telling her I can't take it they just eat all the time and now we go from the buffet out and they're all like loaded with all the pastries and they have nuts also okay they have all these pastries and they have nuts to be, like, like to be healthy and I'm like oh my god how do, I, how do I do that and with the grace of God one day at a time I did it and then I realized this program really works by the third night, it was so crazy, they took the kids to one room, and in the other room, they binge and drink, and there was a moment that one of the glasses and the bottles broke with the alcohol, and I was done. I took all the kids with me and I said, "Let's go play." We were, there were like six kids, including mine, and I took them to a room. I gave them apples and healthy snacks. I gave them all the uh, games, and I went to the restroom. I sat on the floor, and I called the first lady who offered to be my sponsor. I had no idea who she is. And I said, Sandy, I want you to be my sponsor. I can't take it anymore. And from this day, it was um, December 24, 2009, I became abstinent. And I am on a daily basis when i sit and i pray i pray on the floor every single morning i go and i sit on the floor because i have to remind myself no matter how much i weigh what the scale say i'm a compulsive over either and i can go back in a second that's why when i wake up in the morning i have a routine in the beginning it was really 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 crazy routine like i will make a tea i have an ocd too yeah So I will make a tea, I will light a candle, I will sit in a a corner. By the second month of the program, I had like a pile of books. I was collecting OA books now, right? And then it was AA books. And then it was unknown books. And then, so I had a lot of books. (laughs) I will sit on the floor and I will read all the daily uh, meditation because I'm an AA student. You tell me to do something, I, I have to get A, you know. Mm-hmm. And it's very interesting. I, I really imagine that I come here, I lose the weight, and I tell you, bye-bye. Because I know it, you know. I, I'm, I, I look good. No one's going to know outside that I'm cuckoo. Um, I hope my kids not going to listen to it soon. Um, so I, I read everything. And after that, I sat and I wrote letters to God and they were like, I, I think I have around 20 journals by now. It's eight years, 20 journals and I, I have to burn them or something because I don't know what to do with them. I don't want to, I can't even open them because where I used to be eight years ago, I'm not willing to go back. There is no way. I'm not willing. It was so painful, so painful. The damages, I, uh, the pain I caused my kids, my husband, my siblings, you know, my friends. I didn't know how to be honest. I didn't know how to have relationships. I didn't know how to communicate. Now, I had good intentions, but I didn't know how to proceed. I didn't know how to communicate with others because when I were um, growing up with my family, uh, my mom didn't know how to act, actually teach us how to um, have, she didn't give us tools for life. And she probably didn't have tools. We immigrated when I was five from Iran to Israel. And later I moved from, when I, after a year that I was married, I moved with my husband to LA from Israel. Being five years old, in, I'm moving from Iran to Israel and coming from a rich family. I mean, my husband, my, I call my father my husband. It's weird. My father was very rich. We moved to Israel and here they are. They don't know the language. They don't know anything. My mom had no skills to do anything. She she left her parents, her siblings that helped to raise us. And she's all by herself with three little kids and pregnant and So it was so crazy, but I remember God. I remember God because God was the friend that I found from day one. God was there when my aunt, the aunt that my friend that I didn't like, and she bought a crib for my baby sister. She bought us beds, you know, we we could sleep on the floor because my parents had no idea where you buy anything. They came with emotional <clears throat> bandages. They were so painful, and they couldn't see us. So we were so we grew up with neglect. And I remember fainting all the time. So a compulsive either that used to faint. It means they didn't know what we are eating. So I used to eat all the drank all day long and faint. And my first memories with food is actually in Iran, being very young and going to and and peeling their walls and eating them. And then they close my hands; they couldn't close my mouth, so I will go and lick the floor, the the walls. So um, I I probably was a compulsive eater from very early age, but it's amazing because I have a bottle of chocolate milk that my mom gave me every time I came from school. I was seven years old when I stopped a bottle of chocolate milk. Remember coming from school, taking the chocolate milk, drinking it, and putting it, hiding it behind the cabinet. So now when I go to my pantry, I think this is the first memory I have with food. And I, um, before program, I will come home, and I'm an isolator. I love to isolate, and my friends were the the refrigerator. And the cabinets with, with the pantries with the food, I will open them, look at them, and finish whatever I like, and go to the refrigerator, and finish what I like, so I'm calm, I'm numb, I'm almost dead. And then, I will, don't talk to me, and then laxity. This was my day for so many years. And coming to program, starting with the candles, the tea, and the books, and the writing, and then finding a crazy sponsor that asked me to call her at 6.15, me calling someone at 6.15, right? So I did it, and it saved my life. For the first five years of program, I called the sponsor at 6.15 every day. Giving her my writing, what I'm grateful, what I need God, God helps with, and it made me closer to God. And this is how I found the we, the we of the program, calling someone else and slowly calling my aunt, calling my friend, calling my sponsees, and um, being nicer, being nicer to others. Because first step took eight months. Guess what? She gave me four pages with questions. I needed glasses to read the questions. Can you imagine how I had to, how long it took to write the questions, the answers? What, what the questions were... They saved me from binging. I didn't know that. Every night I did a question because I was scared. First step gonna take years. And as a good student, every night when I wanted to binge, because what happened for a person who doesn't have skills to communicate, every time when my husband came home, I will take the food. He came out. He came inside the door, and I will go to the pantry and the refrigerator, and I load trays with food, and I sit next to him. I didn't know that I don't know how to communicate. so the question helped because you can't do a question and binge because it doesn't work, you know? So this was the first uh, step and, I, and I'm grateful for this to be of the program, you know? I, I can't do it without you guys. I can't do it. And I found out that everyone everyone in this world is just a child of God and no matter how they are treating me if I'm good they're amazing if I'm not feeling good I'm gonna when I don't feel good I find fault but when I'm feeling good they're all amazing no one does anything to me no one it's all me I moved this week and I went to buy in the bakery uh, yesterday something. And this is a, um, an example when I don't feel good. And I go to a bakery. Now, don't think I don't care about the bakery anymore. Bakery doesn't move me. I don't care about bread. I don't care about cake. And this is the gift of the program. Because I, when I came to program, I used to bake every single day. And now, I will tell my friends, I don't touch it. But guess what? The torture of the smell of the cinnamon and the chocolate. And then my aunt, the program friend, told me, you're not allowed to bake anymore. And you know what? I'm not baking anymore. I don't care about that anymore. And I don't want to suffer from the smell. So back to the bakery. I went to the bakery, and I asked for the Shabbat bread, right? And there were crumbs of chocolate on a regular challah bread. And I pointed, and I said, look, there there, are spots. I said, yeah, chocolate flew from there, here, (laughs) and... And I I told her, I stopped myself, and I said, I'm sorry, you know, I don't really care. I'm just not feeling good emotionally now. That's why I can see all this imperfection. When I feel good, I don't care about it. Now, this is a funny example about food, but I want to tell you that I don't feel anything when I see cake, cookies, bread, any of these flour things. And this is the the magic of this program, I could care less. And yesterday I had guests. And I had nothing in my house. Because even my kids don't care about it anymore. And this is a miracle. Because I couldn't go a day without a How, How? How? It doesn't make sense. How is it even possible? It's all the power of OA. The power of OA. And it's a formula. Someone else says it and I remember it. It's a formula. It's the meditation, the prayer. Where is God? For me, God... Was dead when I came to OI because when I was 13 and a half, almost 14, my mom shoved me in a boarding school that was Orthodox, Orthodox Jew, facing a cemetery. Now you go to meet God in a cemetery. Like I'm 14 years old, give me colors, give me music, give me fun, and I'm going there. It's all dead. You're not allowed to listen to music. Women are not allowed to sing. And you can't wear your fun clothes. You have to wear eh, his clothes. And guess what? My mom sent me with two skirts and two shirts, and go deal with it for two weeks. Five more minutes, okay? So, right there, was no God until I 34 years. And you know what? I had insomnia for 20 years. I used to wake up every morning at 4 a.m. And I I don't have it today with the grace of God. Thank you, God. Because I found God. How did I find God? I had to write a list of all the characters that I found in one of my amazing friends. And I wrote all the characters. And then I had to look at it and realize that my God has all these amazing characters. And He is loving me unconditionally. And I can ask Him for whatever I want and it will be there. And I'm not a bad girl anymore. I'm not all the things that my mom said. And all the things that they have done to me, I was a kid, I couldn't control them, I didn't cause them, and I cannot uh, cure them. So, I'm clean. I, every time I talked to my sponsor, it wasn't gossip. She said, did you do your steps today? And I started doing the steps, and I finished them. In two years, I finished one set of steps. I already did them three times. And then I had to say, came to believe every single day until I believed that there is a God. And you know what? I see God today. Because it 's like a puzzle every single day things that does, don't go they go wrong it's for a reason and they, and then everything falls in place when I believe that it's going to fall in place. Um, I did my inventory again, she gave me like two papers for each resentment took a few months, but then I sat with her for six hours. I went for three hours and three hours, and we sat and we talked, and I realized that. I don't have a lot of people to apologize to because, in my mind, I thought I'm a really bad human being, and it's not the truth. I didn't have a lot of apologies to do, thank God. Mainly, it was my girls, and my husband, and myself, and um, I felt clean afterwards. Um, Today, I'm scared to harm other people because I don't like to apologize, you know. So, before I do something, I think and I then smile and I become a better human being. And you know what? It's not really fake. It's real today. Uh, I have a good relationship with my sister that I didn't talk for a few years because I really hated her. She was really mean growing up. I have a good relationship with my crazy mom because it has nothing to do with me. My mom is my mom and I love her no matter what. And I realized that I cannot be mean to other people because I eat if I mean. I moved this week and I had this awareness that I'm grateful for this awareness. I felt uncomfortable when the housekeeper left and everyone, all the boxes were there. Because I don't like chaos. I don't like change when I see boxes. I, my head is like, oh, it's not organized. I'm going to go back to being five years old, and I can't take it anymore, being alone in a room. I went to the pantry. I opened the pantry, and I said, mm-mm, I closed it. The first year in program, every time I went to the pantry, I opened the pantry, and then I went on my knees, and I said, God, please help me. God, please help me. God, please me. remove my obsession over food. Now, today, I don't need to do that even. I open the pantry, I close it, and I say, Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. thank you, Because I don't know what it is it. This program really works. I will not be alive today if I wasn't in this program because I was so suicidal before coming to OA. I had no tools for life. Everything is relationships. And if my food is not clean, I don't want to see any of you, you know, because I cannot communicate with you when I'm eating. My food, I didn't talk a lot about my um, abstinence. My abstinence is, um, I don't I, I don't um, usually say, oh, I'm not eating this, I'm not eating this. I didn't, I was scared of doing that. So it was three healthy meals and two snacks. And slowly I stopped the pizza, the cake, the cookies, the bread, all the wheat. And, and I find out through testing that I'm good and I'm, I'm allergic to wheat. I don't have dairy because I'm allergic to dairy. Uh, But there are certain foods that make me crazy. So even if I touch the bread, I look at that and I say, is this worth yelling at my kids? And the answer is, of course, no. So I don't uh, eat those things. I try to eat as healthy as I can. Exercise is 45 to one hour, no more than that. Because I don't want to abuse my body. I'm a 42 years old woman and I can't do it anymore. You know, my joints, I, 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 I can't do it. Um, What else? Meditation. Meditation. My meditation is affirmation. This is how I started. Thank you. My time is up. I just want to end with that. I'm grateful for this program, for all these amazing people that helped me hold my hand in hard times and service, service, service. They helped me to get where I am today. Grateful to all of you. I hope I helped someone today. Thank you for letting me share. This is the time for questions only. There is no sharing at this meeting. If you need to share, please do so with any one of us after the meeting. Also, please remember that the opinions of the leader are my own and not those of Overeater Anonymous as a whole. When asking questions, you need not identify yourself. If being recorded, please remember, if you ask a question, your voice may be audible on the OA podcast. If being recorded, please please restate the question Please stop at 9.35 and read, now is the time for Secretary announcements. Okay. Questions. Ah, questions first. Mm-hmm. Uh, at 9.35, is Okay. Questions, please. Hi, thank you so for
1: your You mentioned at the beginning of the year that um, you, had, you were now in a bigger body than when you first came to the program to follow the craziness you were doing, and I'm wondering what your experience has been of gaining weight in the program, which is, you know, its own unique thing, and how you kind of make peace with um, the changing body image, and um, I, I don't know, I'm just wondering what your experience Can you
0: the question. Yes, programs? I'm going to repeat the question. The question was how, it, uh, how is it being in a bigger body um, now than when I, before program, right? So um, I'm just going to uh, say how much I, I ha- I am 10 pounds uh, over what I used to be eight years ago. And um, I think my perfect body, ideal body, will be a number that is not normal. My ideal body weight it's 125. I'm just saying numbers so you understand how crazy I am. And this is the, the, the craziness of the, this disease. I think that only if I'm 125, I'm gonna be a good human being. I'm gonna be perfect. Everything's gonna fall in the right place, right? So, this, I cannot be in this body weight. I'm 42 years old. It's not, my metabolism is not slow. I have to not work, not do anything, just not eat, be relaxed, and go to the gym to be 125. So working, being at school, having kids, and and being a normal human being, this is not a normal. This is a number I set in my brain. So I don't, I didn't uh, have, I didn't own a scale. I threw my scale for the first year of the program. I just bought one now because my daughter needs it. But we don't go because there is no habit anymore. It's hidden scale. It's just for health wise. Um, For me, I don't care what number I am. I just keep eating right and exercising because what I see, in, when I go on the scale and I see a number, I, yeah, I, made it, I make it my God and then nothing works. So I had to make peace that this is whatever number is God's number, it's not my number and it's just fine, you know. And um, honestly no one see the difference, it's only me and my head, you know. And I look at the clothes from before that don't go up and I could care less. You know, so it's just making a peace and acceptance and accepting whatever it is.
1: Thank you very much. Some of us who have known you for a long time have seen remarkable spiritual changes. When did you start to feel them and see them? Was it us seeing them first or was it you?
0: I didn't see the change until my aunt or other people had to, I mean my aunt of course, it's my program friend. Uh, I saw it in me. I um, the the how did I first I saw the uh, the question was when did I see first the spiritual change? Uh, is uh, was it through other people in program or myself? I couldn't see it. I didn't believe in myself. I had to uh, see the, uh, myself through other people's eyes to understand it. Because when I came to O.A., my self-esteem, my self-worth was so low I couldn't see the light. I had to have other people, the we of the program, to point it out so I can see it. What I did, I always, I always took the steps, the the footsteps to get there, and then. It's a process, you know, it's a process, not perfection. Um, what really helped to gain the spiritual awakening was going to meetings, doing the reading, the meditation. The meditation make a huge leap, spiritual leap, when I started meditating, because I, medit- I started meditating Two years after, uh, program because my husband told me he can't deal with me anymore. When I came to program, I became even crazier because there was no food to deal with. So I started meditating and this, this makes a huge difference because in my meditation, I forgave myself, my, I forgave others, I became a nicer human being, I, I had this calmness in me that I couldn't, uh, I couldn't find in therapy of other places. So I guess, I found uh, I, I could detect the change to other people with my relationship with them, and then I see it today myself. I see the difference. Thank you so much. Can you please
1: share your meditation
0: with uh, us? Yes, of course. Uh, the question was if I can share my uh, uh, meditation routine, um, so my uh, my meditation today um, it. Um, I quiet my body. I quiet my uh, my mind. I sit grounded on the floor. I um, palms up, <sighs> open myself uh, to the universe. I surround myself with a white light. I, it, I, I can also talk to you about it after the meeting. I close my eyes. I calm my whole body. I have to calm myself because I have so much anxiety. I grew up with anxiety, so. For me, I have to come, I, I, and then I see clear nothing. It's all white light, and in the beginning it was all affirmation, because I didn't believe that I'm good. So it was, I'm loved, I'm loving, I'm worthy, I'm beautiful, and all the above, and all the affirm- And I started writing them, and then repeating them, and slowly I started believing in them, and it's a process. But for me, it's affirmation. And then, asking God for whatever I want. And gratitude. It's like the 12th step in a meditation. Because I, c- I couldn't stay quiet. Now I can stay quiet. For You have to stop me from being quiet. So, this is me. And you can ask me after the meeting, because it's a process. And I can tell you about it. Any other questions? Yes, please. Um.
1: Um, so the anger that mom and your mom's anger and you did the first step and the fifth step and seeing your part in that and uh, forgiving the mom and, you know, intellectually but still the emotion and you ever let that anger out at your cousin?
0: Um. That's a
1: lot of questions.
0: So I'm going to try to make it short. The question was, how did I deal with my anger toward my mom and if I take it out on other people? So in the beginning, before program, this was how was my relationship. All the women were bitches. All the guys were good because my mom was a bitch and my dad was kind. So Coming to program, I realized that this is what I do with women. That's why I didn't like my aunt and my other friends that look like my sister and my mom. Um, I had the awareness. I went to the relationship program. And right away, I started working the program. I cleaned I cleaned everything I did with them. So I was very dishonest with women. I couldn't even open up, you know, because they were there. I, I knew they were going to stop me somewhere. So... I came to program. I find a, a sponsor that looked blonde, Christian, something far from with an accent, far from my culture. So she can't be even close to my mom, right? And then. I worked the program and every time I called and I bitched she said did you do your (laughs) steps? you can't bitch right? I did the step work over and over and over on my mom I had to go to zero age because I I know she didn't want me to zero age and just look at that and understand it has nothing to do with me she had so many problems before I was burned I was burned I was born I was burned by her so, the second I did the uh, inventory on her, she called me. And it was so weird she apologized. I was driving to Santa Monica to pick up my kids. And I, I'm doing the step work. I'm doing the inventory on her. And she's calling me. I'm apologizing. Out of blue, I didn't say a word. So, I realized it's God doing for me what I cannot do myself. And we have a great relationship today. And I tell you why we have a great relationship. Because I found amazing women that are replacing her. And they are kind and nice. And I realized that my mom has nothing to give to me. And I have no expectation. When, he, when she comes from Israel, she calls me after a month that she's here to say goodbye. Like, this is the gift of the program. And I don't care. She said, oh, I was here for a month. I want to say goodbye. And I'm going to bye, bye, bye.
1: <laughs>
0: And And it's all because... I did the steps and I realized that my mom has nothing to give me. And if I want to have peace, I better not have her. Rejection is protection with her. I can be kind to my sister. I can be kind. My work in process is to be nice to all the women in my life. This is how I recover. To be in service to women, to be nice to sponsor women. And I have my sister, this copy of my mom, it's very interesting that my sister went and to, uh, became like my mom, and I went the opposite way. And now how I take my anger, I have two girls, I have to be careful, right? The mean voice come up, and I shut my mouth. And a lot of times they say not nice stuff, I don't say a word. And later they apologize, and they say, Why well, did not say anything? Because if I say something, my mom going to come up for my mouth, and it's not a nice thing to say to my kids. So I shut my mouth a lot of times. And my kids are very calm and very nice and very graceful. And you know what? I became graceful from shutting my mouth. This is the nicest thing I did about it. So my, my husband, I do affirmation with him. Because when I look at him, I wait for the... I'm married for 21 years. So try to imagine, until eight years ago, I poked him, I stabbed him, and I waited for my mom to come out. And he was he is such a good, nice, normal man. Nothing came out. Nothing came out. He's just a nice human being. So when I look at him and I'm angry, I do that to myself. What is my part? And I do it with everyone. And because of that, no one does anything to me. I do it to myself. My time is up. I have five minutes. Oh my God, five more minutes. Is this enough? Any more questions? Yes. Could
1: you talk a bit more about how you said from there is no God or God was dead when you started to your concept of
0: God today? Okay, so um, the question was how I become from, uh, how I I believe in God today from the God that I will die to me, it was dead to the God today that is alive and taking care of me, right? So, I did the steps. The first set of steps that I did in the first two years, I didn't really believe in God. But looking back, the second time I did the step work, I looked at my childhood and I realized, there is no way I will be where I am today without God. There is no way. There is no way with the physical abuse, with the sexual abuse, with all the verbal abuse, with the neglect, I have no memory of parents. I have no memory. Where were my parents when I was growing up? And no one to take care of us. You know, it was so lonely, so crazy. I go to therapists and they ask me, how you didn't go to drugs and alcohol? So, looking back and thinking that I am today where I am, it's only God. And now I look at the pattern of the women who hold my hand or the men that hold my hand. And the way God helped me to get where I am... It's crazy how I found my husband. How I didn't find a rapist to marry. Or a crazy man that I wanted to save. Because I want to go to the craziest human being and save them. This is who I am. I go to park and I see a guy without a leg. I want to go and marry him. This is me. This is me. I see a wounded woman and I ask her for direction. Because I think she has the answer. This is how my mind works. I go to crazy people... And I seek solutions. This is what I used to do before. And today I go to one human being. I mean, it's not human being, it's God. And I ask him, God, show me the answer. And the answer is in people. The answer is here in a meeting. Someone says my answer. And a lot of time I do meditation and I I need an answer. I take a nap, I I, I do meditation, I take a nap, I wake up, there is a phone call. Someone with the answer. And I see the answers everywhere today, you know, and um, it's a process to find God for someone that God was dead. The, uh, uh, The process is meditating every day. The same way I'm contacting my friends and my family, I'm contacting God. I have to sit quiet every day. Even if I don't have time, sometimes I wait in a doctor's office and I meditate there. Every second I have, I'm a doer. I don't know how to stop. I meditate where there is nothing to do. You know? I meditate here when I'm annoyed that she's reading the 12 steps again, or the traditions again. And I meditate. And this is a gift that I can communicate with this God every single day. And if you want, I can tell you more about it after the meeting. Any more questions?
1: Yes. Uh. Thank you so much. Has your, have your family noticed the difference in you when you're talking about your husband if you're not poking and stabbing him anymore? Has your relationship
0: <coughs> changed? So uh, the question was if my relationships uh, changed uh, since I came to program, right? Yes. Yeah. Uh, uh, my relationship ha- is nothing like it used to be before. Like it's a miracle that I can even talk with my sister. My sister didn't change a bit. And we have a great relationship because I don't, I don't look at anything negative. I don't read anything negative. I don't watch anything negative. I don't like drama. So if I don't like drama and I have someone that wants to, to do something dramatic or be negative, I'm not there. She can be the crazy human being she is, but she, I don't have it, so she doesn't call me for crazy things. Um, my, uh, my relationship today is like, have fun, let's like be in service, can I help you? There is nothing else. I don't, I, I, I don't talk any other language anymore. They notice the change. While I was moving, I moved from, Thursday I signed a contract, Friday I packed, Sunday I moved, and I moved from a big house. And my husband on Sunday, after we brought the boxes, he said to me, stay the way you are, please don't change, because... People around told him that when you move, I have five more minutes? No, done. done, thank you. When you move, you have drama, and we don't have drama. So my kids see the change. People see the change, and I see the change. Thank you for the question.